Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and this is Faith School, the place where my spirit is fed, my faith grows stronger, and I learn how to be an overcomer. You can overcome what's troubling you. No work of the enemy is greater than the greater one who's inside you, and nothing's too hard and too difficult for God. Things will try to tell you it's too far gone, it's too late, too much has happened. These are lies. These are lies. It is possible to completely overcome, to be victorious to a point that it seems like a bad dream. It seems like something that happened to somebody else long ago. You get so free of it and so clear from it that it's in your past. It is no longer something that's limiting you. That's possible if you believe. Remember Jesus uh, in ministering to that uh, boy with the seizures that time in the scriptures that he said, uh, all things are possible to him that believes. If you can believe, it's possible. And you can if you make the choice. Get your Bible, get something to make a note with and come on into the class with us today. And just start by believing it's possible for God to give you the answer. That's a measure of faith, and that'll give him access. Father, we do join together with all our brothers and sisters that are joining and watching around the world. And we are confident that there is nothing too hard for you. And we join faith with them. We surround those that are hurting and those that are feeling hopeless and down and weak. We surround them with faith and love, and we say, Lord, by your Spirit, manifest yourself over them and around them and in them right now. Quicken them, strengthen them, encourage them. Give us, Lord, the answers, uh, exactly what you know we need today. Remind us of what you've already shown us. Reveal to us things we have not yet seen. Show us how to apply it and grace us to do it, and we purpose to do it, and we thank you for results right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Good things are going on because the Lord hears prayers that are prayed in faith. Things are going on. You can, you can be sure of that. Uh, we get a, a, a continuous stream of good testimonies coming into the ministry, and we would like to know when, the, when things happen for you and you lay hold and, and you overcome, and uh, let us know. Send it into the ministry so that we can, so a, lot, a lot of times on our regular church services, we take a few moments and we read them and, and tell it because it encourages other people that may be where you were. And when they see what God did for you, it'll stir them up that they can overcome too. Uh, You don't want to be like the nine lepers healed that didn't return and give thanks. The Lord said, where's the other nine? Wasn't there there ten healed? Where are they? You don't want him saying that about you. You want to be one of the ones that came back and said, I was there, but now I'm here. 
God did it for me. Hallelujah. And not be ashamed or embarrassed to uh, publish it, to tell it to anybody that'll listen. In Matthew 9, if you'd look again, we've been uh, this week uh, beginning a new series here that we're calling Faith for Healing. And we've been noticing what Jesus emphasized in individuals' uh, lives relative to them being healed. We saw in verse 20, there was a woman which was diseased with an issue of blood 12 years, came behind Jesus and touched the hem of his garment. For she said within herself, if I may but touch his garment, I shall be whole. Now we noticed yesterday that that word there translated whole is the very same word translated saved in numerous places where it's talking about being saved from sins. Even our very familiar passage in Ephesians 2 where it says, for by grace you are saved. Well, that's that word, sozo. And it, it is translated equally saved, healed, made whole. The exact same word. And there's reasons for that, numerous reasons for it. Uh, Jesus turned him about when he saw her. He said, daughter, be of good comfort. Your faith has made you sozo, whole. Your faith has made you sozo, and the woman was made sozo from that hour. Why are we talking about this? Because the enemy has been able with most, most church people to separate forgiveness and healing and treat them like they're very different things based on different things. And this has resulted in most of the church world having little to no faith to be healed. It hasn't been preached. It hasn't been taught. In so many churches, people have heard that Jesus took your sins and he paid the price for them. And it's his will for everybody to be saved. And it's his will for everybody to be forgiven. And all you've got to do is come to him and believe and receive forgiveness. You shouldn't question it for a moment. It is his will. And because millions have heard that preached over and over again, faith has come by hearing. And, and millions of church-going people, they wouldn't even begin to entertain if you said it might not be God's will to forgive or it might not be God's will to save. And yet, the word save <laughs> in the New Testament is used equally regarding or pertaining to, I should say, healing as it is forgiveness. Now, if you say, well, yeah, I, I think I'd heard that before, Brother Keith. I don't want you to just have heard it. This needs to be living inside you. And uh, you can tell whether it is or not by whether you're excited about it or not. Because if it is true that healing belongs to you as much as forgiveness and that it is just as easy to receive as forgiveness. If that's true, you got it made, child of God. 
Huh? I said, if that's true, if that's true, you have something most of the world has no clue about or no idea how to handle things and deal with things. In most churches, 90% of the folks have something physically that's not quite right. Right? It's just, that's just the way it is. That's just this body, this world, the curse. All of us have had things to deal with. Some smaller than others. But, uh, uh, and you know, there's no such thing as a perfect body. Even babies when they're born. People say, well, was the baby okay? Yeah, perfect child. Not really. If you take a magnifying glass and you measure one eye against the other or one foot or one leg, you'll find there are all these variances. And that's because sin and the curse has affected everything down here. And everything is skewed and a little out of balance and a little out of measure and all like that. God didn't make it that way, but it has become that way because of this other. What we call uh, good health, perfect health, is basically good working condition. <laughs> right? If you got a body that functions good and works good and no pain and didn't cause you any problems, most everybody would go, hallelujah. Huh? Is that right? <laughs> hallelujah. And in order to have that, because of all the stuff we've talked about, you're going to need some healing. You're going to need some restoration. You're going to need uh, being healed and being delivered and being made whole. In the very same way that because we haven't lived perfect lives, we need some forgiveness. Is that right? All through life, uh, and you hear people say, well, no, you know, you don't need to repent. Uh, that just means you change your mind. No, honey, it means more than changing your mind. Look at the scriptures. Um, it has to do with a heart thing. And you do need to acknowledge when you've missed it. If you're not even going to acknowledge that you missed it, there's nothing to receive forgiveness for. Can you see that? And yes, the Lord has already paid the price for it long ago. That doesn't mean you received it. What has been provided by grace must be received by faith. And sozo must be received. Remember Ephesians 2, we, we quoted it, for by grace are you saved through faith. Well, it was given to us, the salvation is given to us by God's grace, but we must lay hold of it through faith. And it is not uh, of works, it's not deserved, not healing, nor forgiveness. Neither one is deserved. When you start talking about healing, do not bring up to God what a good Christian you are. Are y'all with me, friends? Do not bring up to Him how much you go to church, how much you've given, how much you've prayed, you've done good things. See, you're trying to say you deserve it. And that's, that's just not true. You don't deserve it. But you can have it anyway. <laughs> You don't deserve forgiveness, 
but you can have it anyway. That's what grace means. It's not that we earned it or that we deserved it. It was freely given to us as an unearned, unmerited, undeserved free gift. Don't you thank the Lord? Forgiveness is a free gift. And healing is a free gift. I've heard people say, well, I, I just don't understand that. You know, that, 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 that person came in and they've lived such a wild life and they got saved last week and, and the Lord instantly healed them of this. And here I've been a good Christian for 20 years and I'm still dealing with this. Well, we know one of the problems. You think you should be healed because of how long you've been a Christian. You're trying to say you deserve it for some reason. And that is not how this works. You can't earn a healing. You don't deserve forgiveness. But you can have both. Oh, praise God. By just receiving it. So we saw that the word sozo was used, uh, translated saved from sins, and also translated saved from sickness, translated being made whole. Look with me, if you would, in the book of Luke, the fifth chapter, and notice something that... uh, is so crystal clear about this. And verse 17, it came to pass on a certain day as he, Jesus, was teaching that there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by which were come out of every town of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem and the power of the Lord was present or there to heal them. Now, if you just stopped right here, nobody's getting healed yet. And yet the power's there for healing to be manifested. And this is exactly what's true when an evangelistic message is preached. The power is present for people to be born again. The power is present. But unless somebody responds and receives Jesus, that power won't be manifested to cause a new birth or to wash, or to cleanse. Somebody has to respond. Somebody has to act on it. Even though the power's there, it won't be manifested unless somebody lays hold of it in faith. Verse 18, Behold, men brought in a man in a bed, rather, a man which was taken with a palsy. They sought means to bring him in, lay him before him, when they could not find by what way, because of the multitude, they went on the housetop and let him down through the tiling with his couch into the midst before Jesus. And when he saw their faith, so now see, here, like we mentioned before, in these 20-some individual cases, we said the majority of them, either the person's faith was specifically referred to, or you could see it, <laughs> Right? So this specifically says Jesus saw not just them coming through the roof, he saw something else. He saw their faith. Their action wasn't just random action. It wasn't a hopeless action. It wasn't just a reaction. It was an action from faith. They were acting in faith. What does that mean? They were persuaded of something and they were expecting something to happen. And so he saw their faith, and he said, man, your sins are forgiven you. 
Now let's just stop right here. Is that what they came for? No. <laughs> That's not what they came for. He, he has paralysis. He wants to be free from that. He wants to be able to walk again. He wants to be able to get around on his own. His three friends, his, his four friends that care about him, they want to see him get free. They didn't tear through the roof to get forgiven. And yet, what does Jesus talk to them about? Is there a connection between forgiveness and healing? There is much more of a connection than has been preached. Now, when you say that, uh, sometimes people immediately they try to say, well, are you saying if I got something physically wrong with me that I'm in sin? No, I said what I said. Don't be putting words in my mouth. But no, on the other hand, are you going to say you've done everything right? And you haven't missed it? You haven't given place? No, you got to back up. If there had never been any sin, there would never have been any death or any sickness or any pain. The reason that there is curse and death and pain and problems in the earth is because sin let it in. Right? And there are all kind of people that have problems from this, from the results of sin, not because of their own personal sin per se, but just because it's here and they don't know how to deal with it. Do you remember that on one occasion that the disciples asked Jesus about a blind man? They said, uh, who sinned here, him or his parents, that he was born blind? And what was Jesus' answer? Neither one. Neither one. Say what? Well, are you saying these three adults have lived their whole life and never sinned? Well, no, you know, that ain't so. He's not saying they never sinned. He's saying that's not why the man was born blind was because of their sin. But you got to back up previous generations. You got to back up all the way to Adam and Eve as to why this stuff is even in. But then there are other occasions like the man that got healed at the, uh, in the five porches of Bethesda, after he was healed, the Lord found him on the outside. And he, he said, uh, now you're healed, you're made whole, sozoed, go and sin no more. So here in his case, he did open the door that caused some of his problems the first time. And the Lord's telling him, don't do that again and get back in the same shape that you were in. There's no... Uh, just set answer for these things. There is the truth that if there never had been any sin, there would never have been any sickness. And here's the great truth. If the sin solution has been found, then the other solution has to be found as well because it came from that. If you fix the sin problem, you have to have fixed everything the sin problem caused. Hmm? And that's what you're seeing right here is, is when the man comes down through the roof, even though they didn't come to get forgiven, Jesus looks at him and says, son, your sin, man, your sins are forgiven you. That's good news. And the scribes and the Pharisees, though, they didn't like that. They begin to reason and they said, who is this that speaks blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? 
He can't tell him he's forgiven. <laughs> they didn't know who they were listening to that day, did they? But Jesus, he, he makes it rougher on them before he, he gives, gives them the other answer. What does he say? He said, why do you reason in your hearts? Whether is easier. Now, we don't say whether so much anymore. We'd say which. Which one is easier to say, your sins be forgiven you, or to say, rise up and walk? Here we see Jesus making the connection between forgiveness and healing. And I, I'm so glad he didn't say which one's harder. <laughs> huh? He didn't say that. What did he say? So he's saying both of them's easy. Which one's easier? And why did he say that? Oh, come on, class. I'm giving you a little quip, pop quiz right now. Why would he say which one is easier? Because they are the same. One is as easy as the other. That's the point the Spirit of God was saying through him. One is the same as the other. One is just as easy as the other. Is he saying receiving healing and wholeness and restoration from paralysis is just as easy as receiving forgiveness for sin? Is he saying it? Did he say it? Is it written? Does most of the church world believe that? Not at all. Hasn't been preached. Hasn't been taught. Hasn't been accepted. Hasn't been believed. And yet, how long has it been here in this book? How long? <laughs> now see, you got, when you start talking like this, you start running up against religious tradition and what your group said, what your denomination taught, and what your theologians believe, and what books they wrote, and this and that. You start bumping up against that. And if you choose tradition over the truth, it will not be easy for you to receive. You won't be able to receive. You will not be able to have faith for healing, even though you have faith for forgiveness. That's why we're calling this study Faith for Healing. We got faith for forgiveness, right? Anybody been struggling that it might not be God's will to forgive you? Anybody been struggling with that at all? Isn't it wonderful? Isn't it wonderful that we are not wavering at all about that? Could it be possible to get to the point where you're not wavering at all? about healing. It is. It's possible. Oh, thank God. Oh, somebody say glory to God. Glory to God. And see, this answers so many questions relative to this, because I've had people say to me, well, you know, it's, if it was God's will for everybody to be healed, they'd be healed. You can say the same thing about forgiveness. If it was God's will for everybody to be forgiven, they'd be forgiven. If it was God's will for everybody to be born again, they'd be born again. And yet the Bible says it's not His will that any should perish. And yet 
are there billions that are not saved? Well, if it was God's will, they'd be saved, right? No, no. What has been so graciously given must be received. And you know what is the hand that reaches out and lays hold and takes what's been given? It's the hand of faith. Oh, thank God. It's the hand of faith. What did Jesus say? Which one's easier? To say, your sins are forgiven? And then, of course, for him to receive that forgiveness. Or to say, rise up and walk, which means then he receives healing power that enables him to do that. And, you know, a great thing to realize here is the recipient is not doing either one of these. I can't uh, create the forgiveness of God. I can't create the healing. I can't fix my own body with my power. I don't have to. All I got to do is believe I receive it. Come on, can you see? All I got to do is the exact thing I do when I've missed it. Hmm? See, the thing is, we've just, we, we, we've heard it enough, we don't question it anymore. But when you think about it, how do you know you're forgiven? <laughs> huh? What, what power forgives you? Based on what? Well, it's by the blood of the Lamb. Do you understand how the eternal life of God is in the blood of the Lamb and how that blood cleanses and washes you? You don't understand it all, but you accept it. You believe it. You're not struggling with it. Nor do you have to understand how God can create, recreate a kidney in you or cleanse your blood or give you a new heart. You don't have to do that. You don't even have to understand, have a clue how it could happen. All you got to do is believe. It's just as easy as receiving some forgiveness. Hallelujah. You don't go too many days probably till you need to receive some forgiveness. Right? So you say, Lord, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that. But you don't live in condemnation. You say, I confess it, and I'm, I'm receiving right now forgiveness. I take my forgiveness. I take my cleansing. I take my washing. Well, you don't go too many days in this life and body till you need some help in your body. You need a little quickening. You need a little restoration. Right? Need some healing. So what do you do? The same thing. You just say, Lord, I take me some healing. I believe I receive some healing. I you quit talking about, do I deserve it? Of course you don't deserve it. You just, you just take it. You just hadn't been good enough Christian. Well, don't want to talk about that. Thank you, Lord. We receive healing. He said, which one's easier? But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. He said, I say to you, arise, take up your couch and go to your house. And immediately he got up. Oh, hallelujah. And departed to his house glorifying God. What did it prove? It's the same. Receiving a healing is the same as receiving forgiveness. One is as easy as the other. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody say glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. And we're out of time again. But we're not done. You need to come back uh, right away tomorrow. We're going to get further into this. We'll see you next time right here at Faith School. I've got
Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.